Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times. We do not hear the full story in our selection from the reading from Second Book of Kings. When Naaman first heard that he had to wash seven times in the Jordan River, he got angry because he thought it was too simple of a solution. His servants had to talk him into it. But imagine the situation. He's gone into the river six times, and he still has the leprosy. What good is one more going to do? But his servants have talked him into this, so he goes ahead into the river one more time. And to his surprise, when he stands up, his leprosy is gone. As people seem to be fond of saying now, wait, what? (laughs) So he heads back to see the prophet Elisha, Elisha. But Elisha does not take payment for this healing because he didn't do anything but pass on the word to Naaman of what he had to do. The next part is a little surprising. Naaman asks for two donkey loads of dirt. Apparently, he intends to honor God by only praying on the dirt of Israel. Honestly, I can understand his thoughts because he wants to honor the God that he has come to believe has healed him. How do we honor our God? Crucifixes, statues, holy water that reminds us of our baptism, the rosary which reminds us of our salvation if we meditate with it correctly. I could go on. And to go on, past our reading, the Bible records Elisha's servant chasing after Naaman to get the payment that Elisha had rejected. When he returns to Elisha, Elisha knows about it already and he declares the punishment for seeking that money. The punishment was that Elisha's servant ended up with the leprosy that Naaman had. So, I have already mentioned the first application of this reading. It is about the honor that we are willing and able and are called to give to God. Naaman's direct response to Elisha really is a great response. Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. I would imagine most of you have some things that are important reminders to you of your contact with God. A particular painting, or a crucifix, or a rosary, whatever it is, it is our touch point to God. Those things are very important. We have to have these kinds of things. It is part of our human nature to want to have some connections. It is why so many people carry pictures of their families on their phones, or, if you're really old-fashioned, Those pictures are in your wallet. (laughs) These things are not superstitions, though they could end up there if we do not keep our eyes fixed on God. But they are rather, as I said, touch points or touchstones. These are ways we have have that we know that our God is with us. That is what Naaman wanted. It is not just a reasonable request. I think it is something that our human nature cries out for. We need some way to tangibly connect ourselves with God. And that seems to be the, to be best done by religious articles. For some of our brothers and sisters in Christ, the only thing they have for that is the Bible. Our faith, on the other hand, is much more, let me call it earthy. Now I want to move on to the second application of the story the part that is not in our reading this weekend, but needs to be included. It is the story about Elisha's Elisha's servant named Gehazi. This foolish man lied to Naaman in order to get some sort of payment, and when he received the payment from Naaman, 
he took it directly to his own home. Money and clothes were what he gained from Naaman, but when he returned to Elisha, the prophet already knew what his servant had done. The greed that Gehazi allowed to take over his life led him to become a leper himself. This was the price of greed. I mentioned this last weekend from a different perspective. When we allow ourselves to be influenced by greed, or power, or status, or our own perceived value, instead of allowing ourselves to be influenced by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit, we put ourselves in the place of Gehazi instead of Elisha. Or, from a story from the Acts of the Apostles, we put ourselves in the place of Simon the Magician instead of Simon Peter. Who is Simon the Magician? He was a man who saw what the apostles were doing in the Acts of the Apostles and wanted to buy that power. Well, it did not work out very well for him. Peter's response was, May your money perish with you, because you thought that you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no share or lot in this matter, for your heart is not upright before God. Repent of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that, if possible, your intention may be forgiven. So, Nehemiah was a prideful man who humbled himself and was healed. Gehazi and Simon the magician were greedy men, and they were set and they were set aside, one with leprosy, the other an outcast even from the Christian church. This is also the story of the one leper, a Samaritan, a half-breed, who returned to give thanks to God in the presence of Jesus. We do not hear what happened to the other nine after they showed themselves to the priests. It is left to our imagination what actually happened to them. But I do not think they returned to the leprosy. God is not that, that vengeful. Jesus told them to show themselves to the priests, and that is probably what they did, and then returned rejoicing to their own families. We hear nothing further from them. But the implication of the story is that God is pleased when we give him praise. And this is part of the lesson of Naaman. He took those two donkey loads of dirt so he could praise God. Now, you know what things God has done for you in your life. Do you think you have given him enough thanks and praise and adoration for what he has done? I am confident of one thing in my life. I have not done so, though I try. So let us pray. Lord, help us to be humble. We acknowledge that you have done so many great things for us that we are humbled that you should care for us. Yet our gratitude is often so weak. Help us to give you the glory and honor and praise that is your due for all you have done for us. Help us also to look forward to the promises you have made because you have kept all your promises for us. We give, thank we give thanks to you that you have named us your children and have given us the grace of salvation. Help us to give you all the glory and honor and praise that is your due. Amen.